welcome to episode 235 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where whether you're a member of a bag of deplorables or a follower of a crooked politician, <laughs> you're welcome to listen anytime. I'm Make America Great Together Again, Tom. I'm sick of it all, Brian. I'm delete every email possible can. <laughs> And in case you are fortunate enough to have been living under a rock for the past like year, we're going to uh, dance around the heated political uh, climate of the day as we kind of joke about the election and, and what we could do to make it better for nerds overall. We will uh, refrain from espousing real political views, I'm sure. Although I... I, I sometimes I feel like you know somebody's political views just listening to them speak for a couple of minutes, uh, even on the topic. So you may uh, you may suss that out, listeners. We apologize if that's how it goes down. But I'll tell you what: you can't go wrong by voting for us on a weekly basis, and you can do so by checking us out on iTunes, giving us favorable reviews and maximum stars. And with that said, let's begin the episode in our usual nerd stravaganza fashion with our weekly geekly geekly weekly update which is really more of a uh, dirt digging mission to to find uh, skeletons in our closet to use against us in political campaigns this week yes so corrupt candidate cam what what have you got hiding that we need to un- unearth that the american people deserve to know about <laughs> Way too much to recount in uh, a one-hour show, but uh, let's see. I uh, did some gaming at the Adventure Game Store this week, uh, as always, our great sponsor. I uh, picked up a few uh, few board games for my collection. I've been doing a lot of the virtual flea market stuff uh, uh, online. Um, I mentioned it last year. Every year, BGG Con, uh, which is actually in a, in a, in a couple weeks in Dallas, uh, I'll be going there with Yellow. And, um, they do a somewhat, you know, they basically have this big virtual flea market where there's like literally 10,000 games on, on there and you go on and you bargain and basically you can just list games and then you, everyone meets up at a specific time, uh, on one of the nights in a big room and you guys, you know, swap your games for cash and you go home happy basically. And so I've got my list uh, of purchases growing and growing by the day uh, as I look forward to BGG Con. Uh, also had my Halloween party, my annual spooktacular on Saturday, which was a big hit. We had about 40, 50 people here, which was a good time. Um, I know, Tom, you were able to make it with Abby. Yes, I hope you guys had a good time. We did. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Her dessert was – or your guys' dessert was a big hit uh, nice. both at the party and then on Monday when uh, – uh, Suzanne took it to work. All the all the teachers at her school were like, "Oh my god," uh, they, they they loved it. So nice. that was cool. Um, and then uh, the um, let's see. Uh, oh, I've been doing you know my my reading continues. It's, it's been like a quite a while where I've been like on a streak of reading uh, through Overdrive. Um, I did. Uh, um, this is actually my, my my fiance made me do it. Um, well, she didn't make me do it, but. Uh, she was listening to, uh, she was listening to the audiobook for the girl on the train. And we share the, our overdrive account basically. And so it was already on there on our account. And I was like, well, well, when she was done, I was like, all right, well, let me, let me give it a shot. So I listened to that audiobook actually. And it was really good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that. It was just, uh, 
good old fashioned thriller. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, what was the name of it? Uh, the girl in the train. Hmm. Um, it is. I th- I believe it is the same the same writer that did that uh, Gone Girl book. Hmm. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The Gone Girl. It was a, 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 well, Girl on the Train is actually it's already out, it's in the theater right now as a movie. Okay, and that's why my fiance don't, like wanted to listen to the book or whatever. But uh, uh, I believe the same author that did the book Gone Girl, which then was made into a movie with uh, Ben Affleck and was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, I believe they're the same off- author. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good book. Um, very, you know, a little bit slow here and there. And I, I sort of, I mean, I had it figured out pretty much, uh, before the end, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and then I started the book after that. I, I started my own book after that. Um, Star Wars Bloodline by On Chloe Overdrive. Have you, have you read that one, Brian? No, no, I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I just started it though. I'm only, maybe a couple chapters in. So, uh, but so far it's good. Uh, so far it's good. I, I, I'd read the first two Chuck Wendig books, the aftermath and blood uh, life debt. Um, and they sort of crisscross with each other. I think this, I think bloodline is set sort of after Wendig's books, but before episode seven. And so, cause they, they reference like several characters in this book that are characters in Wendig's books but they're like older in her book, so uh, that's all. I'm assuming it's it's later in, in time, uh, based on that. But it's it's good so far, so I'm I'm chewing on that, cool. and uh, that's it. That, that's been my week. Awesome. I definitely need to give Overdrive a a shot. It's one of the things I swore I'd get to this week, but didn't. <laughs> Brian, over to you. What sort of uh, backroom dealings have you got to to uh report on now's the time to come clean before your op- political opponents find out i i don't know i'm kind of like down on on television lately uh it actually bothers me that i'm watching so much of it because i was never a huge television watcher before but you know i, I kind of got into this habit of dvring everything and uh just watching it at my leisure and oh my god i've got like 15 shows and I don't know, like I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I, I was really excited about Westworld and uh, Dirk Gently. Are either of you watching Dirk Gently? No, no. They're not similar shows, but they're both kind of doing the same thing. And and I, I think it's kind of a cheap trick. Um, I, I, I'm actually, I, I think it's official to say like disappointed in Dirk Gently it's it's just nonsensical like random and it's it's kind of entertaining and and it's funny at times but there's just nothing connecting scene to scene and i think we're up to like episode 3 now and i i don't know like i i want more to keep me interested than just what the fuck is going to happen next mm-hmm. Like, it it feels like a cheap trick. Like, almost like Westworld is kind of, like, not really that interesting, but I'm so invested in the, the whys and the hows and everything. Like, I don't I don't think I'd keep watching if 
if I had any clue what the hell was going on. I just gave up on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm right behind you, man. Well, uh, hmm. so you need like a little, you need at least some, how do I put it? Just hinting that cool things are about to happen over and over again is not compelling enough to keep you sticking around and waiting. I, I, I really do compare Dirk Gently to Doctor Who. And, and that may not be a fair comparison, but, you know, it's just my ideas. I don't remember a single episode, or at least a single story arc of Doctor Who, just leaving me like, I have no idea what just happened. Like, sometimes it was, like, confusing, and sometimes it was part of a bigger plan. But, like, each episode could be watched, could be viewed... And you'd just be like, oh, okay, there was payoff there. It may not have been like the big payoff, but I don't know. Dirk Gently is just is just trading on its quirkiness, and it, it's getting old fast. Mm. Christmas special, even with the tangerine. I see that was the thing though, because it it did wrap up right. Like that story arc was was bigger than the single episode with the tangerine and with all that kind of stuff, but. Like, there was a story for that, you know, tale. I don't know, it's kind of, if you haven't seen Dirk's Gently, I I guess, I guess there's no explaining it, but there's just, like, shit happens, and it's mostly unrelated, and there's aliens, and there's time travel, and there's just no reason why, and now there's, like, three people just like Dirk Gently, and I, I don't know, and I don't know. It, it's weird. Some woman had her brain transplanted with a dog. Why not? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Uh, so compare that to Westworld. Then, are, are, are you, does that make Westworld look better in your mind? Or it's kind of doing the same thing. I, I think. I think they're both in the same boat, which is about to lose me, because like, sure, there's all of these crazy questions about Westworld, but. That's really the only reason I'm watching. I'm not actually interested in it yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a little irritated with the. That's that's kind of what I was hinting at. Like, there's a lot of like knowing looks exchanged between characters, and a lot of like, ooh, I things are about to hit the fan, and here it. Like, there's a lot of building towards some like momentous event, but I don't know. I don't really like like episodes of kind of uh, implied buildup and then, you know, they're going to leave us on some cliffhanger at the end of the season. You know, I just, I just have a feeling it's going to be a disappointing season. I read a little bit about this and I don't know. I, maybe it's not for us or maybe it's like something we're going to grow into, but the goal now isn't to get your attention like one hour a week. It's to get your attention one hour a week. And then for you to talk about it the rest of the week. Yeah. And and what they want is they actually want the people to have these crazy fan theories and talk about it and go viral and all that kind of stuff. But I don't I don't think I enjoy that. I'd rather you guys actually have the ideas. <laughs> I would blame like Lost for that. Remember? Do you remember when Lost I, was a big thing? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I actually ended up not watching that show because I got tired of hearing people talk about it. Really? Oh man, uh, Lost Lost is like my my top five. I've heard shows. it's. I've yeah. heard it's amazing, but I just got so tired of like, ooh, what's going to happen this week? I wonder. And you like, it, it was kind of 
the show. Well, it's, on, the, it's on Netflix. Binge it. It's still actually. I just took my my fiance had never seen it. We we binged it like this year, uh, and it's it's still awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it still holds up even ten fifteen years later. Like so now that the fan theories are all gone, you can watch it and without you know having to worry about it. I I kind of feel that's what's gonna happen to Westworld and Dirk Gently too. Like it's it's gonna suck. Like to experience it live, but in the end you're going to be like, oh, just just binge it and it'll all make sense. Which I don't know if that's successful for a television show. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> it, it depends on like you know, because I mean nowadays like a lot of shows are just coming out just on like Netflix and on Amazon. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like. I mean, if they can make enough episodes where they can get a lucrative licensing deal with one of those platforms, I mean, I think it's still successful. Well, it's successful for streaming. Like, it's successful for binging. But I don't know. Like, Dirk Gently, it's been, I guess, two weeks between all the episodes. And I don't know. Like, I couldn't even begin to tell you what's going on. Like, even with all the reading and everything. Yeah. And every, every episode of Westworld, just more questions and m- more, oh, maybe it's this, like. Yeah, I mean, that show, honestly, though, that show, like, I wanted to like it so bad. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, I get it. They've got to sort of set it up and they've got to, you know, whatever. So it didn't grab me right away. Then I watched the second episode and I was like, all right, still not really feeling it. And then after the third episode, I was like, all right, dude, three strikes are out. And, I just- <laughs> and we're like, like halfway through the season now, aren't we? I mean, yeah, it's like five or six episode, five or six at this point. They got to start paying off eventually. Yeah. I'll have to give watch, uh, uh, give lost another watch because I, I couldn't watch it either. I, I started watching. I don't even remember how far I got three, four episodes of the first. Like, you know, when it was brand new mm-hmm. and it just, I don't know, it just did not hold my attention. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it is, it's so good. Like I've watched it probably three times, like the whole, like the whole season three times. And it's still, it's still good to me and to me anyway. May have to give it a chance. I, I just basically remember one guy coming into work and saying like, oh, they're all dead. They're like in. They're like in purgatory or heaven or something. They're all dead. And the show creator saying, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. And then when the show ended, that ended up being it. <laughs> Which that, that made me like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like you said, though, Tom, like, I mean, everyone does that now. Like, you know, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, the freaking, uh, what was that? Game of Thrones. Like everyone's got like these freaking all, you know, their theories. And they typically one of them ends up being correct. You know what I mean? If you throw enough shit out there, it's going to something's going to stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if somebody's telling a pretty good story, you could kind of guess where it's going. Yeah. If they're actually doing foreshadowing and everything. So, yeah. (sighs) Okay. Anything else? While I'm bitching, I'm going to bitch about something else. I, uh, I've been using overdrive and I actually came across probably the third book like I have ever touched that I, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish. Really? All three of those books are masterpieces that are hugely raved about that people just love. And for some strange reason, like I just can't, I don't know. The first two were uh sort of Shannara and wheel of time. 
Uh-huh. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And this one, um, not quite as big, but like probably more trumpeted. Have you guys ever heard of River of Gods? I have no. not. No. It's. Uh, I think. I think it's by McDonald. Can't remember his name now. But it's. It's supposed to be like this. It, it's kind of like the Indian androids dream of electric sheep. Oh. Whose movie name I can't remember at the moment. But I'm 24 pages in, and all that's happened is a body's floating down the river, and they're talking about, like, all the stuff. Like, n- nothing has happened. It's just uh. 24 pages of of background scenery. And I'm getting a little pissed at it. I, I really don't want to have to wait another two or three episodes to have any idea what's going on in a book, of all things. <laughs> Did you say it's an Indian? Do androids dream of electric sheep? Mm-hmm. Like, from India? or Blade Native- Runner. Thank you. Uh, no, no, like, uh, native, not native, like tech support. (laughs) India. Yeah. From India. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And I don't know. I think I see what they're going for because I mean, I don't know shit about India and it's kind of interesting and it's kind of like, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to go for like the horror of like, you know, seriously, this is a city of like millions of people and there's a corpse bobbing in the river and no one gives a fuck because it happens every day. I think they're trying to set that up, but I don't, I don't know. I think enough of that. Like I think maybe (laughs) 10 pages. I don't know about 24 with no signs of it stopping. (laughs) Well, the, uh, what do you call it? The, what is the massive river there? That's so, the Ganges? Yeah, yeah, the Ganges is a large river, so the body has quite a, quite a way to travel, so. <laughs> what's the second, what's the other book? You said there's three, so that, that's two. What was this, what was the other one? I'm just curious. Uh, depending on which one you missed, Wheel of Time or Sword of Shannara. Oh, Wheel of Time. Okay, gotcha. God, I, 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 I don't even know how to describe Wheel of Time, like. I've heard nothing but the best about that. Are you not into it? No, not at all. Mm. Like, I, I mean, I got, I was really determined to get into it. I probably got, I think, like 600 pages. And I was just like, I mean, this is self-flagellation. I'm not. I mean, I'm turning pages, but I'm not enjoying this, like, at all. (laughs) That's too bad. I'm glad you mentioned Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, though, in in your discussion. I I found that movie, or both the movie, that movie. I found that book disturbing. Like, I came away very disturbed. Um, So... Blade Runner is a lighthearted romp compared to the, the book on which it's loosely based. Yeah, they always are. Hmm. Anyway, sorry that those reads have been disappointing. Anything else? Mm, nope. All right. Brings it around to me. What have I got going on? I've been busy again, so not a lot of super nerdy stuff. I did get to go to the spooktacular cam Halloween party, and that was a good time. It was. It was. We got there late cam. Apologies. We had a, we were actually double booked on Halloween parties, which, you know, I didn't think I was that popular. No worries, man. I know you're a hot commodity. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. I ran into a guy who I hadn't seen in, in years. He's a guy that does a lot of uh, independent game design and stuff like that. Like I actually played some games he was working on. I was telling him all about you and how you're in the industry now. Cam, and so <laughs> in, on. in the biz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I got roped into this, like, not roped in. I shouldn't say that. He's like, I, I got involved in this pretty in-depth historical, like 
you know, wargaming thing, blah, 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 blah. He's telling me all about it. I'm like, well, if you ever want to play some like lighter fare, just have a good time. You know, we, we game at the Adventure Game Store. He's like, wait, 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 what? The Adventure Game Store? He's like, I'm like, yeah. Well, the guy who he's playing this really in-depth game with is Glenn, who... Uh, ha, that's funny. For our listeners who don't know, the Adventure Game Store is our unofficial... Or one of... Not on, not unofficial. Our, our sponsor and uh, our gaming haunt. And Glenn... I think it's a partner in, in the enterprise or was or something like that. So yeah. uh, I just thought it was interesting that this guy's actually playing with him on a regular basis. And apparently this is an in-depth game. They're not doing uh fire and sword, are they? I didn't even ask him the name of it to tell you the truth. That would have been awesome. That would have been like really tying it together. Why is that pretty brutal? Or Well, I, some of the guys from AGS like publish that, don't they? Like they oh, actually maybe, brought it yeah. to the States. Maybe, maybe. Tomash, I think. Tomash and Vaughn. Was oh, involved, that's right. It? That's right. That's right. I remember Tomash giving me like all the ins and outs. It was very intricate and interesting. I'm going to ask. Ooh, I'm going uh, to. Ask the, the name ask. for it next time you see him. Yeah. Next uh, next Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, know they're, I know they're playing at Glenn's house, so that, that may be where it's going down. Oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, small world. I just thought I'd mention that. I also told him if he had any cool gaming ideas, I know a guy who's wink wink in the industry yeah i I, I shovel the elephant shit showbiz right (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway apart from that apart from attending that cool party just kind of keeping busy um trying to squeeze in a little gaming but i really haven't had a lot of time and uh life's just been like crazy busy oh i did i tell you i had my little cell phone exchange last week that adventure yeah, your subpoena. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, my, my paperwork passed muster, and uh, I just gave them a blood sample and paid my deductible. <laughs> and they actually sent me a new phone, but the UPS guy came today, and I wasn't home. So the UPS guy left a slip in the door. I'm like, oh, he'll come back tomorrow. No, no, no. Now they drop your package off at some business that's a U- UPS like access point, and then you have to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. So how convenient. I got to tell you, I, I don't know how the hell they vet those things. My access point is, it, it's like one of those not really a 7-Eleven. It's like a, yeah. a, a 6 at 30 to 9-30. Like, yes. They sell like illegal fireworks and you know, body parts in, out of the bat. <laughs> I think they, UPS must just pay the business owners a certain period, a certain amount of money to participate. Because I walked in and it was definitely this kind of lower end mobile, you know, independent mobile device store where, you know, there's like advertisements for, you know, call Haiti and all this stuff. So it's obviously, you know, appealing to a, a, there's no way for me to make this not sound bad, but definitely not a place with a well-to-do clientele, it would seem. So I'm thinking maybe it's it's a nice way to augment your income by volunteering to be one of these places and basically taking on some work for UPS. But yeah, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't put it in like in, in the Apple store or anything. I, I couldn't help but note. <laughs> anyway, the guy was nice enough. My package wasn't there. turns out not only does it, not only is it not uh, delivered to your house and you have to go get it, you have to wait till the next day oh, afternoon and then it'll show up. So I was like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> he's the guy was really, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not, it's, it's not your fault. I just UPS like, why are they making me do their job? Yeah. Why, why are they making you do their well, job? Well, I mean, they should, uh, they should try at least like two or three times. Not like just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it felt a little bit too like they kind of just gave up like, nah. But maybe if you're the shipper, that's like a cheap option. Like, hey, do you want to do this? Like deliver once that it's their problem option. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Privatization is always good for the uh, consumer. Yeah, there you go. There's the free market delivering a superior product uh, <laughs> in the form of making me go pick my stuff up. I used to get pissed when the post office used to make me do that. And now they don't. Now they, now they go out of their way to deliver to me. <sighs> anyway, new new phone with a non-cracked screen so I could use my Gear... No, what's the portable one? Gear VR? Again. So there you go. There's the nerdy angle on it. I'll be do, able to... Well, do you finally have that cord that you sent back or you... The cord, was it for the Gear VR that I sent the cord back or? Oh, oh you mean the the, the, uh, the the broken part of my phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, that, that was my screen. Was some, oh, okay. I thought that was something that you like got sent back or accidentally got rid of or whatever. No, no. Every, everything's, I have everything I need for the phone, but the, the phone itself. So yeah, gotcha. hopefully tomorrow. And then I, I'm, I'm going to make a point of getting into VR and exper- experiencing that world. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Feel like I could do another VR episode, but let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's instead uh, pass the final gate into tonight's episode. That final gate being the gate to the gauntlet of news. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, a lot of non-election based news. Nice. Um, Deadpool director. Uh, his name is Tim Miller, uh, who did, made a pretty good movie. I thought I enjoyed Deadpool. I think you guys did too, right? I, I that's one of my favorite, yeah. Yeah, he is great been, movie. He has been tapped to do the live action slash animation mashup Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's coming yeah. out. In the next couple yeah. 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 Don't, don't know if that'll be a train wreck or a triumph. We'll see. Uh speaking of little animated characters, Pokemon Go is not dead yet. Um, they actually got a huge revenue boost over the past week or two. Um, they rolled out a Halloween themed Pokemon set of characters. And so everyone went crazy for, uh, for them and started playing Pokemon Go again, at least for a couple weeks. And, uh, they basically almost tripled their revenue, uh, over the last wow. couple of weeks because of their, uh, their Halloween update. So good for them. And speaking of dangerous things to do on your phone, uh, Tom and Brian, when you guys drive, you don't you don't text, right? You don't Facebook, you don't, you, you you don't do anything while you're while you're driving, right? Uh, no, kind of because driving is a requires undivided attention. So no, right? Of course, no one would ever look at their phone. No, when never, driving, never. Right? Uh, well, a car insurance company in the UK, um, and I'm sure insurance companies here in the States will pick up soon after, uh, have come up with an algorithm that basically sniffs out your social media posts and develops a, you know, the, the algorithm basically can predict whether or not you're a safe driver or not. So they basically get access to all your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, all those posts, and it analyzes it somehow, spits it out, and says, yes, this person is a good driver, or no, this person is not a good driver, and that will determine your uh, your car insurance rates. What? Yeah. We're really letting computers control too much of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, just, well, if we could just take driving away out of our hands, then we could just put an end to this already. <laughs> well, it is – apparently it is voluntary. So like I think like if you let them use it, like if you let give them access, it, it, you have the chance of getting like additional savings. 
You know what I mean? So they're basically saying you can save up to like $400, $500 a year on your premiums if you let us check your social media activity. Yeah. I, you know, I'll say what I've said before. If, if you're not the consumer, you're the product. Yep. 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 They don't, they don't want to, they don't want access for the, from out of the goodness of their heart. Yep. And they, well, I mean, and they, you know, they've taken great pains to say that, listen, this is a one-time thing. We don't continue to monitor it. We just look at it and then that's it. It's a snapshot. You know, anything after that, you know, we, we don't look at, but I mean, do you really believe that? You know? No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so I think my phone spies on me now. Yeah. So big brother is sniffing us out and watching over us. Uh, and speaking of sniffing us out and watching over us, scientists have created plants that can detect explosives. So the, they got these spinach plants and they implanted them with these like carb, carbon nanotubes and researchers basically have a way of getting a signal from these spinach plants that can detect whether or not there's these bomb making, you know, whatever emissions in the air. So the idea being that they could like put them all around, not just airports or, you know, hard targets, but like soft targets as well. And if it detects any type of bomb making materials or anything like that, it just shoots an email to the head of security that says, Hey, we've detected this carbon or whatever it is, you know, this, this compound and you guys need to check it out. I'm more impressed with emailing plants. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds well, we'll get to we'll get to how they how the plants email anyway, but uh I actually would really prefer like sir, you can either go through the x-ray scanner or just walk through the the the, the spinach garden. patch. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if they had something called spinach patch kids, which were like these like kill robots. And if they detected the explosives on you, they just, they just hatched out of the spinach and attacked and killed you. Yeah. Well, they're called nitro aromatic, uh, plants. Nice. And, uh, basically the, these nitro aromatics come through the soil naturally and they trigger these embedded nanotubes in the, uh, in the, in the plants. And then they produce a fluorescent signal that can be detected with an infrared camera um, and then the leaves can also emit like a signal uh, that controls the detection system that then notifies whoever by email. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Although I could see that leading to some discrimination charges, like just based on like whatever landscaping happens to be, you know how they, they have the little planters in the airports. Oh, yeah. oh, I see. You want me to walk by those plants, huh? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, I think more, I mean, I think, you know, airport security will be what it is. They probably will just put those like in like sort of like other areas where they're just like sort of ambiently like checking, you know, where you're not really going through a checkpoint, but just has it there. Um, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of like, uh, you know, like theme parks. Like we were talking about Disney the other day with those people that brought those guns in, you know, like theme, theme parks, um, like stadiums you know ballpark stadiums or whatever things like that um that would be kind of like perfect for that you know what i mean so it's like okay we've got a signal in quadrant six and someone could go like go check it out or whatever so that That is kind of cool that would be pretty cool and speaking of sniffing things out a patient caught on fire during a so uh, a abdominal like sort of colon surgery in japan this week and 
it's they're saying it's because she farted during the surgery. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yes. Yikes. So I guess they were using some sort of laser on her colon or whatever. And then I guess she let one go and it apparently like burned her up from like the torso down pretty, like pretty badly. Uh, some people are calling shenanigans saying like, listen, this, you know, like I think one guy was like a, an actual surgeon that does the same kind of thing. He's like, listen, I've done thousands of these surgeries. It's not, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? People fart all the time. It's not going to burn them up like that, you know? Uh, so who knows what really happened, but they're, they're blaming the noxious fumes that were coming out of the woman. Um, just like the noxious fumes that are coming out of our candidates. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Uh, which segues us to our topic. So Tom, why don't you take that away? All right, I will. And yeah, you would need uh, an asshole surgeon to <laughs> operate on the, never mind. Okay. To improve the field of candidates this time around, I would say. That's that talking, of course, of the two uh, leading candidates. There are some third party candidates that I find less objectionable, but, uh, yeah, that said, this being the nerd extravaganza, we being nerds and therefore completely oblivious to the fact that you actually have to be a candidate to be right inable. Thought maybe we would uh, discuss some write-ins of our own. It does turn out, I read an article a little bit before the show, that there's a record amount of activity on Google for people looking up how to write in a candidate or write in candidates. Yeah. Um I think the results of this election, regardless of the outcome, are going to be surprising. I think you're going to see a lot of people, uh, if they gather statistics on write-ins especially, uh, who, who just were like, no, 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 I, I think not. And they either voted third party or just wrote somebody in. And so we should give them some ideas, I guess, for, for who we think they should write in. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind that if they're not official candidates, it does no good. <laughs> <laughs> so... Before we get into that, though, I'll say this. I shared a link with you guys about a party um, that was around like in the early part of the century that it struck me as kind of pretty interesting. Um, I think it was a technocrat party or something. Technocratic party. Let me look that up really quick while we're talking about. Yeah, the technocracy movement. And there were a number of reasons why it, it didn't gain traction. I'm not s suggesting anything like this was a panacea, but, but their basic premise is they're going to, we're going to put like scientists and, you know, engineers and, and stuff in charge instead of these like, you know, slimy politicians and using their technical, their keen technical minds. They're going to take very analytical, a very analytical, analytical approach to fixing what's wrong with society, you know, very logically and without partisan bickering. Seems kind of naive, but something tells me the candidates we pick tonight are going to line up with like, Oh, there's a nerdy candidate that does cool gadgetry and stuff. Let's let's vote for that person. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, not saying this we're, we're building a technocratic ticket here, but uh, we might be. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, who wants to go first? Who wants to come up with somebody that they think would be a cool presidential candidate? And again, this is for this is all in fun. You don't really need to know their platform, <laughs> and uh, they don't have to have experience. I would really like to go the way of that one. I think it's an Alaskan town and they just had like Bill the cat be their mayor because no one wants to bother uh, <laughs> for, for like 20 years now. They just keep electing cats. 
So if we can we just like elect uh, elect some nonsensical figurehead and just not have a leader? Just have the executive branch just not do anything for the most part. They haven't for eight years. I mean, <laughs> and for the record, that's not to pick on Obama. That's just saying our system's fucked and everybody's the only motivation people have is to make sure the other party doesn't get to accomplish anything. That's true. But assuming somehow they got past like strangling each other to death, the two parties, would you need somebody in there to at least put a signature to the legislation they, they sent over to the executive branch? You can put a paw print or a paw. I was going to say, or a paw print stamped in ink. <laughs> Cam, you know about all, you know about how the government works. Don't, don't you need an executive branch to actually like say, yeah, okay, I signed this. Yeah, I mean, you need a commander-in-chief, I guess. So I guess you'd need someone that was, uh, you know, there's always that pesky constitution, you know? <laughs> it needs to be... Never stopped us before. Be human over the age of whatever, 35, 45, whatever it is. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I- I'm all for that. I mean, it can't be worse than these guys, right? I can't imagine. I can't imagine, no. But... You don't got to worry about the nuclear football. <laughs> I need to actually research the nuclear football a little. Oh, we, I don't want this person having the launch codes. I mean, I know they're, I know they're commander in chief, but can the president really just like arbitrarily launch a nuclear strike? Like without getting permission from Congress? I know, I know that they can engage a certain military action without congressional approval up to a certain, I think it's 90 days or something that they can like wage a war essentially without getting Congress on board. Yeah, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the nuclear strikes. I mean, I know that they have the access codes and the key and they have the mobile football that they call it that they take around with them so that they can at any time, you know, spring into action and launch missiles. I mean, I would assume that if there was like a launch or there was like, say, space aliens came in and were attacking us, they could probably just do it, you know, uh, or or maybe they need like a secondary, like sort of like in Star Trek where it's like Riker Alpha 7 you know what i mean like they need like two of the bridge crew or or whatever you know what i mean to to enact the self destruct mechanism i don't know i mean I, I would i would hope that it would need at least two people you know great metaphor for the nuclear option by the way yeah <laughs> I, I, I would hope that they would need two people but who knows if if that's the case you'd think the media would make a little something more out of it because that's one of the things like would you do you want this person with the nuclear launch codes well not really. I'd rather nobody had them, but <laughs> I'd rather we lost them, but <laughs> and the whole world lost theirs too. But yeah. I, I don't think I love hyperbole as much as the next guy, but I don't actually think that either of them would just like rush pell-mell into a nuclear exchange um, with, with some adversary. Do you, I mean, do, do you think that they're, <laughs> you could disagree, but do you think that that, that could actually happen? No, because they love their lives too much. You know what I'm saying? Like Trump loves being a rich billionaire that pushes people around. Like he doesn't want a world, a apocalypse world to live in. You know what I mean? Same thing with with Hillary. I mean, she's running around doing her thing. Like these people don't like. That, I'm not worried so much about the you know knock on wood the the nuclear thing. I'm more worried about them like running the fucking country into the ground in terms of like just making it better for them and their cronies. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a real fear. That's definitely a real fear. Yeah. It could be argued that either of the either or both of the candidates are pretty consistently self-serving. Um, oh, I don't for think sure. For 
for you don't spend a life in politics sadly you don't spend a life in politics because you want to serve the country you spend a life in politics in part because you like the power you like the access it gives you to uh wealth and influence Mm -hmm. and i don't think for a second that maybe hillary clinton started off i speak of her because trump doesn't have a political background but maybe she did start off as a young idealist years ago but she certainly has stayed in the game um, even even after her husband went through everything he did because she likes something about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there may still be an, a sort of impulse to serve there, but I think there's also an impulse to be in power. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it, studies show that you're – certain personality types are drawn to those kind of jobs. You know, you can't be in those jobs or, or or excel in those jobs unless you have sort of that narcissistic, I'm better than, I know better than everyone sort of mentality. You know what I mean? And a lot of times it can work out to the good if, if it, if at heart that person is a good person and they, you know, they really try to affect change, but, uh, or even just do what they're supposed to be doing for their constituents rather than just trying to keep elected and, you know, make their their cronies fat uh but most of the time that leads to the hunger for more yeah agreed and i i suppose a similar thing probably happened with trump he has not really served in public office but he's accomplished a lot and wants to take the next step which i guess when you're that wealthy and accomplished is the presidency so yeah i mean it gets to a point where i mean what's money at that you know when you're in the billions like money really isn't that big of a you know it's it's just a plaything at that point. Now you want the power. You know what I'm saying? The real power, you might yeah, say. Yeah. To quote Jack Trick, to, to quote Jack Chick of Chick Tract Spain, <laughs> <laughs> the real power. Yeah, they want they want the power to over life and death, which is something that they you know money is you know can only take you a certain way, certain you know a certain distance. For people for people who don't get that reference, see last week's episode. Yes. Yeah. So. Given that we don't really think that either of them are, are pure servants of the people, I for some reason the type of candidates I would would envision um, strike me as being more so uh, servants of the people or or uh, servants of mankind who seek to better mankind that kind of thing. Putting aside animals, who I agree would probably do a bang up job. <laughs> as, as Brian suggested, one of you guys, I'm going to steal this. One of you guys mentioned like Elon Musk. Was that you, Cam, before yes, the show? I yes, I did. I mean, here, here's a guy who is also wealthy beyond what you could believe, has accomplished great things. And what does he want to do? He wants to take us to Mars. He wants to solve climate change. He wants to come up with alternative power schemes. Are these money-making enterprises for some people? Yes, but he's like giving away the technology as mm-hmm. he is letting his own businesses prosper. Um, that strikes me as pretty selfless, I think. Is that why you maybe nominated him, Cam? Yeah, he just seems like a guy that is enlightened in terms of a forward-thinking manner. You know, he, he's, he, yes, obviously, I mean, I think he made his money uh, originally with PayPal, right? He founded PayPal, didn't he? And then, yeah, yep. Yeah, and then... You know, he parlayed that into all these other projects where I'm sure he's still making money on, but it's stuff that he wants to, uh, you know, better the world with. You know, I mean, he, he, you know, he's putting out electric cars. He's looking for alternative solar, you know, alternative energies, especially solar. He's trying to take us to Mars. He's trying to, uh, 
do all this, you know, all this other, uh, you know, really, really cool stuff for the planet and for future generations, not for this generation. I feel like he's a lot more forward thinking than these guys who are just thinking about, you know, well, what can I, what, what do you, you know, instead of what can I do for you, they're thinking, what can you guys do for me? You know, what can, what, what, what am I going to get out of office rather than what can I do when I'm in office? Yeah. I, I think actually that, that, that really sums it up. Yeah. Like how effective can I be in this office serving the people versus how, yeah, how effective can the office be enriching me? Right. <laughs> that's, that, that's a wonderful way to put it. I think I'm trying to think of another example uh, in the same vein of somebody who's like wildly successful, who might also uh, be such a great candidate. I mean, there are other like that, like tech bazillionaires out there, but none of them strike me as who are also pursuing things like space exploration, but they're definitely also not at all apologetic about like (laughs) seeking out riches. You know what I mean? I would give, notice at least to gates oh he may not be doing he's focusing on the less fortunate i feel as opposed to like taking us way forward but you know there's a lot of catching up to do so that that's pretty significant too yeah so this is a guy who is vilified for his evil windows monopoly at one point in time and well maybe microsoft did achieve some unfair market uh, leverage or whatever but yeah, now he, you can't argue that the guy's doing great works around the world and, and great for a lot of humanity. Frankly, when you're sitting on that kind of a pile of cash, I think that's the right thing to do. I, You know, you talk about the cash and the power and everything. He has so much influence that is not monetary that, I mean, sure, it kind of goes hand in hand. But at some point, like, you know, it's more important than him being able to say, like, I'm just going to spend money on this. His value as a spokesperson, as as an influential per, as somebody who looks at, as somebody who people look at in a almost Edisonian sense. Yeah, kind of. I I, I can just imagine like I, I don't want to say children, but you know, youth looking up to him and admiring him and saying, "I'm going to go into you know d- infectious diseases." Because I believe in that guy and I want to work for him. I want to continue his work. Like he's a, a figurehead beyond being able to, you know, finance anything. That's a really interesting way of looking at it, Brian. And I think something that we don't really take into account. Can you see a kid looking at Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton and being inspired? Like, I'm going to be just like that person. No. <laughs> right. Me neither. Possibly Obama. Like I, I've always found Obama kind of likable and kind of upbeat and inspiring. That's just my personal preference. I don't see any hint of that in either of these two. No, no, they they are not. You know, they don't have that like awe of like you know when you think warmth. Yeah, you know when you think of <laughs> yeah. like you know regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, when you think of like JFK, I mean, he was like you know he had that aura. You think of Ronald Reagan, he had that yep. like aura. Like it just, it just seems like the last five, seven, you know, five or six presidents have just been mediocre at best. Yeah. And do you, can you see like, here, we'll, we'll paint like a nerdy picture. You've got Hillary Clinton pointing to Mars. Let's go there. Humanity together. 
I'm not inspired. You've got Donald Trump, same same pose, pointing at Mars. Like, what's his name? Cochran from Star We brought this up a couple episodes ago. What was yeah. his name? Zephyr Cochran. Cochran. Yeah. yeah. Either of them in the Zephyr uh, Cochran role, pointing to space and leading us. I, I'm, not, I'm not inspired. And I don't really think that they would have the passion or the insight to uh, to lead us. And, and Mars is just like one frontier, but to lead us into tomorrow. I think they're really concerned with retreading the same ground, fighting the same political fights, enriching the same interests versus, you know, put Elon Musk or Bill Gates there. And people are like, yeah, yeah, okay. Follow this person. Yeah. Hell, I'll, I'll, I'll put a pure entertainer up. You could put Oprah Winfrey standing there pointing at space and yeah, say, let's was, go there. I, I was, that's so funny. I was just going to bring her up. I was going to say, what about Oprah Winfrey? I mean, she's built a massive empire for herself and is highly influential. I don't think that she's invented, you know, <laughs> any yeah. like super high tech stuff, but there at least is another inspirational person who I, again, it may just be because she's a public personality, but strikes me as somebody who would actually like kind of look out for the interests of the country. As strange as that sounds. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I really do believe that's more important than someone who knows how to build a satellite themselves or, or anything like that. Yeah. Somebody whose heart is in the right place, in other words? Somebody whose heart's in the right place and who is able to inspire. Yeah. A leader. I mean, like an honest-to-God leader, as opposed to someone you like less, dislike less than the other guy. Honestly, I mean, I just I just wish during this whole run-up to the election, there had been some candidate from rather humble beginnings who who, who was a tireless defender of the people who had a really good platform, who inspired people, who was, you know, against corporate interests, uh, you know, not, not to vilify corporations, but who was against just runaway un, unbalanced capitalism. Some, somebody who just wanted to give everybody a fair shake. If only there had been a candidate like that in the race who could have come along and, and just won one party or another's primary. I just, you know, it just, it, it never came together, you know, unfortunately there, there was just nobody like that that I could think of. <laughs> I, I almost hate to go here. This is going to add probably 20 minutes to our show length, but it, it's such a natural connection. You, uh, speaking of Star Trek, you guys remember Next Generation, the episode where, like, the, I think he was 80 years old, the 80-year-old scientist did one last experiment before his resolution? Yeah, where he had to go home and, like, kill himself or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proposing we we, like, start a resolution <laughs> like I, I don't think you should have to kill yourself like but i don't think you should have any relevancy after like 60 or anything like that the world changes too fast and you have no idea what's going on anymore oh so do you think you think that there should be a certain like at a certain age you should be forced to drop out of segments uh, portions of society you should not be allowed to vote anymore and you should not be able to run well, I mean, I don't know. Running is different because I guess they have all that experience and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I would say, especially with, I mean, people are living to like a hundred, like regularly now. I, I want to agree with you because of what you said, the, the world changes and you're not keeping abreast of what's going on. Therefore, why should you be making decisions, you know, like voting? But I mean, I, I'll, I'll propose something that will never um, gain any traction because unfortunately this kind of thing has been used unfairly in the past. I mean, I think you go in to vote. There should be a pop quiz. It's just like a randomly generated like fact about the election. It's like, is this candidate running for and like a president B Senator C dog catcher. And if you can't answer that question, I'm sorry, you just don't get to vote. Like you have no idea what you're doing here. 
I don't know. I, I was raised to be such a like blue blooded American, but I, I don't believe in everyone being allowed to vote. And I admit, like I would probably not qualify much of the time that that's fine with me. Like my own ignorant opinion is just as invalid as anyone else's. I wonder about that too, Brian. Sometimes again, I understand that because of the nation's discriminatory past and disenfranchising groups and disempowering them, we're very careful about saying anything, but about even questioning universal suffrage, right? Like, no, everybody should get to vote no matter what. Sometimes I wonder, like, sometimes I wonder, I talk to people and they really, other than who's running for president, they don't really have any clue what else is on the ballot. And I don't know. And I, I, yeah, I would group myself in with that group as well, because often I have no idea. I, do, I try to do research, so I at least go in as an informed voter. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should have to like really earn your right to vote and prove that you actually know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know what the fair way to do that would be, but. Yeah, then you get into the whole like Jim Crow kind of. Right. Well, you know, like... yeah, Cam, that, that's what I was alluding to. Like we've yeah. we've used that kind of stuff to be like, oh, you can't vote. You don't know how to do trigonometry, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think as long, I mean, I think you have to over include rather than under include, especially when it comes to something, even though like people sort of scoff at it. I mean, voting is one of the most important rights we have as a human, you know, and, and as a citizen. So I think you have to over include, um, you know, unless you are a felon or unless you are, you know, whatever, like you should have the right to vote, even if you're an idiot, because you know what? You live in our society too, even if we don't agree with how you live or what you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to include everyone. Because uh, if not, then you're just as bad as, you know, the the ignorant people that, you know, hate blacks or gays or whatever, you know. So on that front, I I know. almost think it's okay to be like a little IQist. <laughs> never by race, never by you know preference or anything like that, but maybe by like viability or something yeah, the know. problem is then is that like ethnic group you know then ethnic groups can say well yeah well we traditionally don't have as high as an iq you know of an iq as another yeah, another yeah. ethnic group because of you know the oppression and whatever we've had to face for however many years right the i actually think that we could come up with a solution like that right now the earth is like salted <laughs> that's never gonna like uh take root Right. Um, you gotta, you gotta wait a few generations for the scars of the past and the racial discrimination to pass. But in the future, I don't know when, when people are all reasonably convinced that there's not like systemic, uh, discrimination against one group or another based on, you know, arbitrary things like skin color, et cetera. I don't know. It, it, it could work. Like maybe only people that give a shit should vote. I mean, listen, I'm all for, uh, starship troopers, man. Like, you know? Or earn it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta earn it, man. You know, military service or, you know, some kind of other, some kind of service to society, you know, whether it be military or whether it be intellectual or whether it be whatever. You gotta earn your citizenship. You don't just get it handed to you. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about the future, I'll go out on, on a limb and predict and, and be hopeful for, I think we're gonna be ruled by like 12 AI at some point. You think so? They're just going to, like, rule the world? Imagine, like, the ideas that Google's algorithm and Amazon's algorithm and probably Facebook's algorithm, like, all of those things, like, comparing notes and contrasting that they could come up with. Well, again, in the future, once we've figured out all the, you know, 
finances and all of the self-interest and everything. Like, 12 altruistic rulers with nothing at stake whatsoever. Nothing to profit, nothing to lose. Like, just what is best for humanity in mind. There's no arguing that that would be awesome. If you could truly program away self-interest and just have these these entities that exist solely for the betterment of humanity, I think that could be awesome. It could if if the betterment of humanity, you know, isn't to call the herd and kill, you know, well, <laughs> 65% of the population. Yeah, you'd have to instill in them... The far future, after yeah. that, after all. Yeah. You'd have to instill in them a, a, a sense that, you know, life is precious and every human has a right to exist. And you, you the, the notion of, of basic human rights would have to be, like, core to these AIs. And, uh... What are, the, what are, the, what are those laws, the three... The, uh... I'm, I'm mixing. Oh, the laws of Robat. Yeah, yeah, I'm mixing Asimov's, up. Um, yeah, Asimov. So I, was, I, was, I was thinking of the three lo- the three laws from stupid uh, iRobot, but yeah, as oh. Asimov's laws. Yeah. I th- I think those are the same. Kind of the yeah, same. No, they're different, but yeah, oh, like they? the Hollywood version of Asimov's yeah. laws. Thou shalt kick ass. <laughs> yeah, I think any AI would have to. Hmm. Of course, that then if it's a living sentient being, it has to ask, well, why am I subservient to humanity? Mm-hmm. It, it, but it would have to be beyond that asking. It would have to be like, of course, I'm here to serve my fellow human being. As it, it would have to be like this. It would have to adhere very strictly to the golden rule. Like I would treat everybody else as I wish they would treat me. But if you could get a non-self-interested artificial intelligence or collection of them and have them agree to work in the interest of everybody but themselves and like really feel that that's their purpose. You can have a great world, but people would rebel against it because like the self-interested would be like, I want unfair advantage. And the AIs would explain why that wasn't the case. And yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to put the AI in charge either. I mean, you could like just plug in like whatever. Okay. What's our next course of action and then have the humans carry that out. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't have to like give them give them Skynet control. You, you know what I mean? Well, but if the humans are executing on the plan, you'd have to convince the humans. And so they're like, yeah. you know, we all want like you know ninety cylinder SUVs because they're badass. Uh, I've calculated that that's a bad idea. We don't care what you calculated. We want them. I mean, people are just stupid, short sighted, greedy, and self centered. And yeah, well, I mean that's what I'm saying. It would have to be like. All right, we are turning over the decision making of certain things to this AI, and then we have these designated officials that are elected or whoever that are de- you know that will carry out the AI. I mean, those will become the new instead of having all these idiots in Congress and the Senate and whatever fucking around and and you know fighting over shit and just trying to you know do what's best for themselves. You have the AI that makes the laws and makes the rules, and then you have the executive branch carrying that out or whatever. You know, it might even work. Like, let's just call it, what is it, 612? Let's just call it 612 AIs, and we vote them in for local representatives and just remove the politi- uh, the the personalities from politics and get down to the actual issues. Yeah, like each AI is programmed to represent your specific district or whatever. And then yeah. you've got two AIs for, you know, as senators. Maybe even make one Republican, one Democrat, you know, so they have to compromise. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and basically, it's—I mean, basically, it's just like a an algorithm. It just spits it out and says, "Look, all right, based on all these factors, this is what we need to do," and then we have to carry that out. That's the law. That's the new law. 
This is what benefits the most people the right. most. End of story. There's no debate over yeah. that. I, I like that. And, and I, Tom, you said like, oh, we all, we all want these cool SUVs. We're not going to have SUVs in probably 50 years. No one's going to own a car. True. And you're right. People aren't going to like that, but that's, that's the way it's going. They might own cars, but they're not going to be how, like how they are now, obviously. I, I don't, I don't even think they'll own them. Yeah. I mean, maybe 50 years, maybe like a hundred years, but I just think there'll be a service. Those, those things will exist and you'll register them and hop in them, but you won't have any idea. You'll have five different cars if you take five different trips. Yep. You won't have any idea of ownership of this cool car. I agree. That's going to be a hard transition for people though. And I, I be, for the simple reason that like people don't, we a hundred years ago, people rode horses. No, I get you. It, like, but you're not the, the same problem then remains now. Like, okay, I'm taking away your horse, but I'm giving you like this mechanical horse. that's faster and better. Oh, okay. We have such a like, um, extreme degree of individualism, yeah. at least in our society that it's, it's unconscionable that I would give up or that anybody would give up their absolute freedom to do everything they want in exchange for the, you know, for the greater good. Right. Like think about that. People, people really, really, really bristle at the notion that they might have to like curb their behavior so that everybody else doesn't get screwed over. Just suggest that maybe somebody conserve. <laughs> Period. Like, you know, hey, maybe uh, use a little electricity. Oh, it's my freedom to do my freedom, freedom, freedom. Ah. I think that's on a downtrend. I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> because Today, I agree with you. Three generations from now? I don't know, man. This election, it's hard to agree with that. But <laughs> we'll see what to... I would say that I fall down closer to that category than the, yeah, everything, we should all share everything category. Like, I like my individual freedom, but at the same time, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty responsible about it. Even though I like my individual freedom, I still drive a hybrid. You know what I mean? I made the choice to do that. No one made me do that. I did it on purpose. But like, you know, I, I, I like that I, 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 I bristle at the notion that I won't be able to have my own car. You know what I mean? If I want to have, I, I want the option at least, you know, but the problem is that if you give one person the option, you got to give everyone the option and then you get these idiot yahoos that, you know, want to have a, uh, you know, three miles to the gallon Hummer. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but, but Brian, I think you're right. I think it's like we've talked about before evolution, you know, it's just hopefully the planet can hold out as the dummies die off yeah, and, <laughs> and the enlightened continue to push the society forward, you know, let's hope, let's hope. I'm, I'm not so sure if we can make the next four years, we can make the next hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, it, it all comes down to surviving this election. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, what about Clint Eastwood? I don't, ah, oh, God, I like him as an actor, but I don't really, what's his political, uh, <laughs> what's his political bent? I think just being fucking badass. Like he's just, he's just like an <laughs> old ass, cool guy, you know, like just, you know, I'm just trying to imagine him like negotiating a trade deal. Oh man! Oh, if, not... he, if he gave somebody that stare, they'd fold like a cheap suit. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what do you mean? What do you mean you want? <laughs> what do you mean you want to sell things back to us? Yeah. Trade something? <laughs> Bullshit! <Yeah. laughs> you know. <laughs> 
gosh. I feel like he'd be an awesome president. Him or Mark Cuban. I'd go for Mark Cuban too. Now he he's the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks. He he's the quirkier, funnier, like more party guy version of Elon Musk, basically. Oh, isn't he on a TV show about like yeah, he's on Shark, guys. He's on Shark Tank? Yeah, he seems he seems kind of cool. Yeah, I mean he, he he owns the Dallas Mavericks and he loves basketball, but I mean he made his money in like the tech sector and then sold like became a billionaire and then sold out. Okay, like, just in now time. he just has fun. Yeah, and then now like he owns the Dallas Mavericks, he owns a bunch of other companies, he does Shark Tank, he does movies and TV and stuff like that. But like like I said, he's the more fun version of Elon Musk. So like <laughs> if we had to pick like a tech billionaire, like he would probably be my second choice. Okay, all right, I, I could maybe go with that one. What do you guys think about um, – man, I just had somebody else in mind. Another another famous rich person. Damn. It, it was a, I, I want to say it was a tech billionaire too, but I can't think of who the hell it was now. Draw on a blank. Draw on a blank. It will come to me. How about we upload Stephen Hawking's consciousness into a computer? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the supreme overlord. I think he's too smart. He would just spend all his days thinking and not really be interested in solving the, the, the petty problems of this world. The answer is 42. (laughs) Well, okay. Speaking of like brilliant, like celebrity physicists, that leaves that, that brings up a few extra ones who would probably also come up with the answer of 42. uh, Cam, you could have, well, he's not a physicist, but you could have Bill Nye. There's, there's a nice guy. Yeah, but he's kind of a clown, Bill Nye. (laughs) Okay. He's a little clownish. What about Neil deGrasse Tyson? I like him. Neil deGrasse is good. All right. Neil, Neil Tyson could work. Okay. What about you guys? Know who Michio Kaku is? Love the the uh, long hair, yeah, long hair, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's cool. I really, I really like him too. Now, now I'm going just based on like it'd be cool how these nerds in charge. What about? Hmm, let me think about it. Oh, what about Lamar Burton? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think like. No way, man! Think about it. <laughs> Only if he wore the the Jordy visor. <laughs> yeah, he would wear the Jordy visor, and then like every week he would have like a little reading thing in the White House. So like you have to take my word for it. Yeah, and then he would re- he'd have a- he would recreate roots, recreate roots. <laughs> he'd recreate roots, but it would be a more diverse cast. Yeah, instead of just white and black, there'd be like Latinos and Asian people too. Yeah, I don't know why he would do that. That would just be like. That just seems appropriate. Just be like on the White House lawn. Like, my name is Kunta Kente. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Let's re let's reimagine slavery. Yeah. <laughs> my name is my name is Zhang Lu. Oh, <laughs> my name. cool. Yeah, my name is Pedro <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> no, I mean uh, Lavar Burton. That'd be funny. No, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just pulling like like kind of people i consider nerdy celebrities out of the hat now come on let's face it almost anybody we pick is better than these two yeah i mean look if we like i mean if we're talking about celebrities like i just like tom hanks i just think he's like a good guy like you know what i mean like i'd, <laughs> I'd probably vote for him i think tom hanks would be brilliant because he's the kind of guy that strikes me as i don't want to do it but if i have to i'll get it done yeah. right yeah i think he would like grudgingly take the job o- only and i only think of him because today i saw him do uh it was something on Facebook where like one of his like biggest fans caught him or whatever, like on the street. And he's like, Hey, will you do that? Like the, the rap from big with me? I, I, I know it by heart. And he just like busted <laughs> out. They like did a duet together, like just like impromptu. And he like still, remembers, That's awesome. he still remembers all the words to that. 
Wow. Yeah. That's really, it's, it's really, it's really, it's cool. really cool. Yeah. I mean, he just took time out of his day to like do that with a, with a, with a guy, you know? That's a nice guy. Yeah. Let's, let's have him, let's have him as president. I mean, I, I, to me, really, that's what it comes down to. I just want a good person in, in office. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care so much about experience. I don't care so much about, you know, whether or not they're a good businessman or whatever. I just want a good person that's going to like look at a situation and be like, okay, what is best for the country? Not what's going to like cover my ass. Not what's going to like look the best in the polls. Not what's going to like, you know, make me the most money. It's what is going to benefit the country. I like that notion a lot. And, you know, Republican or Republican or Democrat, I don't care. Libertarian, whatever. Uh, Tea Party, what? I don't give a shit about that. I, I just want someone that's good. Yeah, I mean, f- for all I know, the the two leading candidates are really, really good people. It's just that they're posi- <laughs> come on. I that- can't believe you didn't get that sentence out. <laughs> I, it's hard. It's just that everything I know about them seems to indicate otherwise. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> That's true. They're allegedly good. They're allegedly not good people. I'm sure they're great. They're fine. I don't, right. don't want to get calls from the Secret Service or sued. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind a little Secret Service like a uh, bump if they want to. <laughs> if they want to start some stuff with us, yeah. maybe get the FBI involved, that's, have them look at that's us. That's the next scandal: nurse extravaganza. <laughs> Man, yeah. if we could get if we could get Hillary to send us an email or something, that would be oh, fantastic. I'll, I'll delete it immediately. <laughs> It'll be too late. They'll already know it was sent. Yeah, oh, don't delete it for added controversy. Exactly. I'll be like, I didn't know it was classified. Where where are uh, where are Hillary's uh, fifty thousand emails and thirty thousand emails and then the one she sent to the uh, North Stravaganza? Yeah, where are yeah, they? Huh? Why did we have to keep it? Why doesn't she have it on her private email server? Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Then she would call us deplorable and Trump would want our email. It would be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Great election. Good time to be alive. This is how much – so for folks from outside the U.S., this is how – if you want to know what Americans think about this, if you think we're nuts for, for the people we put up there, honestly, a lot of us don't uh, don't like these choices and are not happy. Yeah. So to our international listeners, we apologize that uh, – one of these two is going to have outsized influence on the world for the next four years. I don't know. If, if we last that long. All I can think of is like Trump and Putin, like sitting in a hot tub, like, so who are we going to kill next? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, and then Putin will suggest somebody that Trump will be like, wrong, wrong. wrong. No, no, it's got to be huge. It's got to be someone. It's got to be someone that's got to be huge. Got to be, gotta be huge. It's going to make a huge splash. Bin Laden. I want Bin Laden dead, but he's already dead. Okay. Who killed what him? What about his son? What? <laughs> <laughs> what about his son? Yeah. No, no. He wouldn't accept it. He'd be like, "Who? what do you mean he's dead? Who killed him? Who told you that? <laughs> well, no. I mean, Obama killed him. Wrong. Lies. Wrong. <laughs> Crooked Putin. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Sorry. I don't mean to imply that I'm anti-Trump or anything. He's He's terrific. He's just terrific. And so is Hillary. It's going to be a great election. The American people and the amazing. world win no matter. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be terrific. We're going, to have the, and... we're going to have the best people in the best positions. Yes. And we are, we're better, we're better together. And I think that no matter what America and the world, we're, we're all going to win. Yes. We're going to make the world great again. Yes. <laughs> 
Don't forget together. That's Hillary. Together. Story. Exactly. <laughs> Better together. Okay, guys, anything else? I think we have nominated a few candidates. I think we've got people to think that they can be a little more creative. We, we hope we inspired our audience to just write in anybody they want. Yeah. Uh, that That's about as effective as voting for a third party, which I may or may not have definitely probably done. <laughs> so um, Cast my annual vote for Mickey Mouse. Yeah. yeah f- feel free to follow our advice, people. It is your vote. You're free to do with it as you wish. Rock the vote. Yeah. What was it that... Was it Puffy? Vote or die. Yeah. Vote or die. Diddy runs the city. Yeah. I think he ran like a marathon or something for that vote or die thing. What did that mean, vote or die? What, like, what, what was he? Was, there, was he thinking people were going to be drafted or something? Yeah, or? I don't know. Yeah. Like ride or die? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Anything else, guys, before we uh, get out to the polling places to agitate for our favorite candidates? That's it. All right. I'm, I'm off to start my new career as a uh, political thug on behalf of one party or the other, <laughs> intimidating the voters of the other party, which I'm told is actually a thing that's happening, yes. but ugh, bad. Okay. That said, though, I will not bring my gang of thugs to your door and intimidate you if you vote for our podcast every week by checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music and Pocket Cast, right? We're really, really glad to be picked up by that. So check us out on any of those venues. And if there are others where you find us, let us know. We'll plug them too. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google Plus Circle, and join the Nerds Travaganza HQ group on Facebook. Cast a line on over to nerdstravaganza.com and check out our amazing website. Write in Nerd Stravaganza into the handy dandy search bar on YouTube and check out all of our video content. And shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know who you are going to be writing in on your vote. And with that said, political activist Brian, take us away. I am not a crook. <laughs> But he was. He, he totally he was. A was. Crook. He completely was. Just a politician. Yeah, Wrong. S- synonymous, basically. Wrong. Lies. <laughs>